Goandahin from Keswick Village. This is the Rorschach Arctic update from the 31st of October 2023. A quick summary of what's going down north of the Arctic Circle. We are starting this week with a bold new plan for the Arctic. On Thursday the 26th, the U.S. Coast Guard released the Arctic Strategic Outlook Implementation Plan. The report outlines 14 initiatives to enhance safety, security, and environmental stewardship in the Arctic. The plan aims to reinforce the Coast Guard's commitment to safeguarding American interests in the Arctic. It commits the Coast Guard to deal with items such as developing a new fleet of icebreaker ships and aircraft, increasing multilateral cooperation with other Arctic nations, and enhancing oil spill preparedness. Want to know more about the plan? Follow the link in the show notes. On Friday the 27th, the United States took an active step in this new Arctic strategy by opening a diplomatic station in Tromsø, Norway. This station will be the northernmost diplomatic station in U.S. history, highlighting the region's growing importance for Washington. Tromsø, the largest city in Arctic Norway, sits just 250 miles, or 400 kilometers, west of Russia, and this newly established post will actively focus on business outreach, scientific endeavors, and fostering cooperation within the Arctic Council. As the U.S. commits to increasing Arctic investment, Russia emphasizes its military dominance in the region. On Tuesday the 24th, Russia showcased its ability to maneuver powerful missiles from the Baltic Sea to the north, avoiding NATO-controlled Scandinavia. A vessel launched a Kalber missile, which can hold a nuclear warhead, striking its target in the remote Nenets region, near Finland. In a separate move on Wednesday the 25th, Russian President Vladimir Putin oversaw a missile exercise in northwest Russia. These exercises took place amidst ongoing nuclear tension between the country and NATO including Russia's recent withdrawal from the Comprehensive Nuclear Test Ban Treaty. Russia is also considering stationing missile vessels in the Ladoga Lakes near Finland as a strategic response to NATO's expansion. Speaking of Russian tensions, on Wednesday the 25th, a ceremony held in the Norwegian town of Kirkenes created a diplomatic incident. At a monument commemorating that in 1944, Soviet troops liberated Norway from Nazi Germany, Norway placed a ceremonial wreath. However, later, a Russian general put two of his wreaths on top of the Norwegian wreath, which Norway considered disrespectful. Even though no one wanted to touch the Russian wreath as a military general placed it, Kirkenes mayor Magnus Meiland moved it next to the original Norwegian one. The Russian government said that this was very disrespectful. So on Friday the 27th, Mayor Meiland was summoned to the Russian foreign ministry and accused him of, quote, Russophobia, disrespect, and infringement of the memory of warriors and liberators, end quote. In a press release issued the same day, tensions between the border towns of Norway and Russia remain high and show little sign of abating soon. They weren't the only European countries with diplomatic tensions to deal with. In Brussels, on Thursday the 26th, Piteri Orpo, Finnish Prime Minister, met with Kaja Kalas, the Estonian Prime Minister, and Swedish Premier Ulf Kristersson, to discuss ongoing investigations into the damage to the Baltic Connector gas pipeline and undersea telecoms cables. They also focused on enhancing the security of critical Baltic Sea infrastructure. Orpo disclosed that Helsinki is collaborating with Beijing to probe the freighter New New Polar Bear's potential connection to the undersea gas pipeline damage. The ship had just returned from China's first shipping route across the Arctic Ocean when it moved into Finnish waters at the same time the damage was inflicted. Finnish authorities recently recovered an anchor, likely from a Chinese freighter, which probably caused the damage. While the cause remains uncertain, investigators are actively examining the ship's role. 
The freighter under investigation, Nu Nu Polar Bear, is set to re-enter Russian-controlled waters this week. Torgmal, a Russian-registered company, is operating the vessel after being transferred from the operator Hainan Xinxin Yang Chipping Company. If it remained a Chinese ship, then there would be a paperwork delay, which would risk Finnish or other European investigators arresting the ship. This move highlights the increasing cooperation between Russia and China in Arctic affairs, showcasing their mutual support. Finnish authorities said that they would have arrested the ship if it had not left Finnish waters swiftly. This shift places the vessel outside European jurisdiction. Investigators may struggle to access the ship with it traveling to China via Russia. Russia's own Arctic investment builds at a rapid pace. Russia's Rosatom and Dubai's DP World, major shipping companies, signed a new deal on Tuesday the 24th to boost container shipping along the North Sea route. DP World, which operates over 80 container terminals in 40 countries, holding 10% of the global container shipping volume, aims to expand its reach. This partnership underscores Russia's efforts to transform the route into an international transport and logistics corridor, while other countries, such as India, also consider collaboration for Arctic shipping. Russia seeks to increase Arctic shipping traffic to almost 300 million tons by 2035. As the country currently does not have the shipping infrastructure to achieve this alone, it is inviting worldwide traffic into the Arctic Ocean to accomplish its goals. China is taking opportunities to invest in Arctic infrastructure too. The Nekalacha mine in northwestern Canada agreed to a 13 million Canadian dollar or about 9 million US dollar deal with Chinese company Shingei Resource Holdings on Thursday the 26th to clear debts and progress development. The Canadian government has championed keeping its natural resources out of Chinese hands, so this deal will likely come under scrutiny from local and federal governments. Arctic warming continues to have many consequences. According to a study published on Thursday the 26th, a team of scientists from various U.S. institutions has discovered that Arctic cyclones have become more frequent and stronger in the last 50 years due to weather changes. This trend aligns with the rapid warming of the Arctic, leading to delayed ice formation and earlier melting. Researchers analyzed climate data dating back to the 1950s and found that these cyclones are not only larger and more potent, but also longer-lasting. These powerful storms accelerate the breakup of sea ice, further exacerbating climate change in the Arctic, in addition to increasing the risk to human life. Over to Iceland, where from Tuesday the 24th to Saturday the 28th, a seismic wave with thousands of tremors has struck the Reykjanes Peninsula in the southwest. The Icelandic Meteorological Office suggests that this could be a warning sign of a volcanic eruption. The recent swarm of over 7,000 small earthquakes concentrated in a few days is uncommon. Experts believe that this indicates an impending volcanic eruption within the next year, with increased pressure building from accumulated magma. In 2010, the volcano Eilfjat Eilkuk explosively erupted and caused air travel across the European continent to shut down. Unfortunately, it's impossible to predict whether a new eruption will be locally contained or cause another large-scale incident. Finally, this week, a remote indigenous group in North America sets out to preserve their language. The Tlingit people of Southeast Alaska and Western Canada speak the language of Lingit, which UNESCO lists as critically endangered. That's why the release on Friday the 27th of a new children's book written entirely in Lingit is an achievement. The book Kuhanti, which means orphan, is the first entirely Lingit language book written in decades. 
Author Krune Lance Twitchell hopes the book will inspire the Tringit people who have lost their language to learn it and keep their history alive. Eight more books are being written, and Twitchell says that the goal is to give everyone on Hringit land free copies of the whole series. And that's it for this week. We want to make these updates better. Please help us. It doesn't matter if you're a new or longtime listener. Talk to us. We want to have a conversation with you. Do you want to talk on the phone? We'll do that. Do you want to talk via email, Twitter, Instagram, or LinkedIn? We can do that too. Just please give us a hand. We want your honest opinion. We really want to hear from you. Contact us at podcast at Rorschach.com or at Rorschach on social media. Adieu.